Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Something that the Lord just has been um, stirring in my heart, really, uh, it kind of started right before the women's retreat. The Lord was... was um, kind of stirring some things in my heart. We talked about some of those things at the women's retreat for the guys that uh, weren't there. Too bad, so sad, you know. We were the first, me and Pastor Greg were the first two guys to ever set foot on a uh, women's retreat. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's an experience, (laughs) to say the least. What goes on at women's retreat stays at women's retreat, so we've been sworn to secrecy. But I'll just tell you this, it was an experience. And and I tell you what, it's it's a it's an awesome time for the ladies. Amen. Maybe the guys need to get together and do something fun like that every once in a while. We'll see. Amen. Probably won't be as much fun as that as that kind of uh, group getting together. But guys just aren't that much fun, you know. So, what did you say, brother Philip? I know. <laughs> He's testified. Um, but one thing that I want want to talk about. Um, the pastor, I don't know if y'all remember this, but I think it was either last Sunday or the Sunday before. I don't remember exactly which Sunday what it was, but he was prophesying at the end of, of the service, and he was he was declaring some things. And, and this little part just really captured my heart, um, and I just want to read it to you, and then we'll, we'll jump into to a few things from there. Um, he said, Jesus is not saying in this day, see how far you, you can uh, live from me, but see how close you can get. He is saying, see how close you can live with me enjoying the sweetness of intimacy and fellowship and that that just that whole little section there just really caught my heart when he spoke that out because um because I I have just uh in my own heart in my own life in my own relationship with God that's what his constant call has been to me don't see how far you can live from me, but see how close you can live, live with me. See how much sweetness and intimacy you can enjoy uh, in, in, in me and with me. And, and that's just been something that, that is just, um, it's just been burning in my heart. And, and something, you know, Pastor Greg said this morning, you know, he, he said that, that revival is, is not about trying to keep revival going. It's just about trying to see how much uh, you can live in love with Jesus. Amen. And I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to move forward in revival if, if everyone is in their individual life just seeing how in love with Jesus you can be. I mean, just how much you can be uh, just consumed with him, how much you can uh, be just uh, uh, caught up in him. You know, uh, there's, there's all, we all have different areas that, that we see that we need to work on, right? The, and the Lord doesn't want us focusing on those areas. He'll bring those things to light. But he doesn't want us to get consumed with those areas. But it's easy sometimes as we get in fellowship and start seeing some areas where we don't measure up, you know. And I, was, you know, I, I know I went through the same thing. And, and I was just seeing some areas, well, man, this, you know, this is not really up to par. And, man, I, I wish I was a more powerful witness, you know, out. out and, and I'm working on those things, you know. But you see those things. And then you begin to say, well, oh, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not as powerful of a witness as I'd like to be. Who could who could, you know, testify, you know, that, that, yeah, I'd like to be more powerful of a witness. I, I don't look like Jesus yet. Don't say amen too loud. Hey, I heard that. Somebody, amen. No, it's true, you know, and we all, we're all that way. But something the Lord said to me as I, as I was kind of just seeking him on some things, he said, he said, 
just be consumed with me and you'll be consumed with me. I'll say that again. Just be consumed with me and you'll be consumed with me. Like it'll take care of itself. You know, somebody who's, who is a powerful witness means that they're consumed with God in that area and they just can't help but to make the choice to let it spill out, right? And so, you know, sometimes we try to let, let me work on being a more powerful witness. Well, I'll just tell you what, hang out with Jesus, spend time with Jesus. And, you know, if bad, if bad company corrupts good morals, we know that, you know, we know that's true, Right. It, but how much more hanging out with the Father, hanging out with, the, with Jesus, spending time with him, how much more what, does that shape and correct some of those things that we'd like to correct, right? So, so it's, you know, I just love how easy and simple God's made this thing. Hallelujah. He hasn't made it complicated. It's, it's, a, it's for, the, for the most simple. Amen. And, and it's good for the, for, the, for the smartest one in the bunch, right? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's go home tonight and say we had a good time. All right. Grab my keys and let's get out of here. All right. Uh, let's turn over to James chapter 4, verse 5. This may not be a real preachy thing, but I, but I tell you, it's, it's, it'll be a, a blessing to you. It'll help stir you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> when you're there, say Amen. All right, James chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Verse 6, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And verse 7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts, you double-minded. And, but, but the part I want to I see there is draw near and he'll draw near. Draw near and, 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 and he'll draw near. And it's just that simple. Anytime you feel like there, there's separation between you and God, just draw near to him. Just draw near to him. Just put everything else aside and just say, what I, you know what, I'm drawing near to you right now. I'm drawing near to you right now. There's no waiting time in the, in the presence of the Lord. There's no distance in the spirit. There's no warming back up to the Father. There's no, there's no like trying to get things back correct. You know, I was, I, uh, we uh, did a wedding for my cousin this week, and, um, and we had to transform our yard into this beautiful, beautiful fairy tale, you know, uh, landscape. And, and so that's really been going on for a couple weeks, just really intensely, you know, getting the yards set up and putting things in place to make this, you know, the, the wedding of, of her dreams and what have you. You know how ladies are, amen. And so they, you know, wedding day is the most important day of their life up until then. You know, it's like they have everything picked out. So we've just been busy, right? I mean, you know, it's busy for especially come down to the wedding week. And I've just been very busy. You know, there's been people at the house 24-7. And so I've been stealing away moments with God, just, just enjoying his presence. You know, I was telling the choir this this morning, you know, just enjoying his presence, you know, for 15 minutes here, 25 minutes here, just anywhere I could get it. Just, just be, oh, Father, your presence is so refreshing. You know, thank God for, for what we're doing. But your presence is refreshing, you know, and just spending some time with him and really enjoying that. Well, this morning I got up and and I said, you know, Father, you know, have my cup of coffee, you know, got a big mug of coffee. And I sat down and, and just enjoying the, the, the stillness of the moment for, for a few minutes. And I just said, Lord, you know, I'm so thankful for this time to get, get back connected with you. And he said, you know, I really would rather you look at it this way. 
said, I'd rather you look at it as celebrating the connection you have with me. Just a little tweak there. You know what I mean? Just a little tweak. It, it was, he was saying, don't try to get connected. You are connected. Just take a few minutes and celebrate and revel. You know, he said you can celebrate and revel in the, in the, uh, in the, in the fact that you are connected. And then how many of you know that, that goes from taking some time to warm up to instantly you're in his presence? I mean, you're, when you start thinking and, and seeing things that way, the, your flesh reacts to the presence of God. You're, everything becomes aware of who he is, right? I mean, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It doesn't say it's going to take 10 minutes. God's there. He's already there. He's on the inside of us. I mean, this is as intimate as it gets, guys. Hallelujah. I mean, God loved us so much that he had to move on the inside of us so he could be connected with us just completely. There's no separation. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, waiting game. There's no waiting period. Amen. If you, t- you know, it's just like this. If you've been focused on this and looking at some things over here, just simply turn, boom, and there he is. Amen. What, you know, repent means change your mind. Change your mind. Now, we know there, that it's a heart thing and that there's forgiveness that it's if we mess up. But sometimes we just need to repent from what, not from sin, but just from some things that we're getting consumed with. Whether it's wedding details or, or, or uh, you know, that's, that's been my, my thing this week. So that hits home. But, but whatever it is, we, there's all kinds of things that, that try, to, try to draw our attention from the Father and try to draw our intimacy away from him. And, and, and all God's saying is just turn you know, the Bible says, uh, uh, you know, there, there'll be people that have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof from such people turn away. Sometimes that's me. I got to turn away from myself, you know, because I'm, I've been having a form of godliness and denying the power, denying his presence, denying who he is. And so sometimes it just takes a turning away from whatever you, whatever's been getting your attention right into the father's presence. Right into the Father's presence. And that's just so simple, but so awesome. I mean, he's there. His presence is here. You know, he's with us. He's in us. I mean, God, God, you know, went from living in a tabernacle, you know, a tent made with skin. You know, that tabernacle, uh, I don't know this for sure, but this is what people estimate, that that tabernacle, that first tabernacle was in today's value was worth about $16 billion. I mean, that's a nice tent. Tell you what, talk about a uh, glamping, you know. Y'all know what that is? Glamour camping, it's, it's glamping now is what they call it. It's where people go and camp, but they set up like a full nice suite in the tent and all that. Come on, get with the times, guys. Jeez. Anyway, so, you know, talk about glamping. God was, was you know, saying, if I'm going to be in a tent, it's going to be nice, right? And so, he, you know, they, put, they set up a tent. But he was always wanting to dwell in flesh. Even when he couldn't dwell in flesh, I mean, he was trying to dwell in some flesh. Amen. Because, because he, that's where his home is. He loves to be in us. He loves. And you just think about that. If a tent was worth $16 billion, you know, think about the price that God paid to actually move in you. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. I think you I think the, the first the first tabernacle was sixteen billion and then the temple that uh that Solomon built was was worth somewhere around sixty one billion. Sixty one billion dollars. I mean 
Think about that. And God said, no, 16 billion isn't good enough. 61 billion ain't good enough. No, I want to I move on the inside of you. Man, it shows you the value he places on living on the inside of us, the value that he sees dwelling in us. Hallelujah. There's no other place on earth that he'd rather be. There's no other. We couldn't build the most mag. I mean, there's no buildings that are costing $61 billion being built right now. Y'all know that, right? Buildings still don't cost that much. They're, that's a high dollar. And, and so, so. It shows you the value that that God places on intimacy, that he was not satisfied dwelling in the nicest thing that man could build. He wanted to move on the inside of us. I mean, it shows you how he how intimate he wants to be with us. Isn't that just awesome? I just thought that was cool. Um, So let me just uh, I want to read off a couple characteristics about our father that we that I kind of got out of this um, this scripture uh, as I was just meditating on some of these things. Um, so if you want to, if you're taking notes, characteristics about our father, number one, he wants to be pursued. He wants to be pursued. He wants us to want him. You know, have you ever been in a friendship where it's like you do all the wanting, you know what I'm saying? Like you make all the plans. You're the one that always is texting that person. They don't text you back that often. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, hey, you want to go to the movies? And they don't text you back till four in the afternoon and it's too late to go to the movies. You know, you know what I'm saying? You ever had a relationship like that? Or maybe it was some, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you just could tell that they're not interested anymore because you keep, you know, calling them or, and they're not answering the phone. I remember in middle school, you know. Oh, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. Next day, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. Third day of I'm busy, I kind of got the point. You know, I was like, she doesn't like me anymore, does she? I went to her best friend. She doesn't like me anymore, does she? No. Yeah, I figured that. Okay. Well, God likes us to like him. He doesn't want, I mean, he will because he's so loving and he pursues us so much. I mean, God never quits pursuing us. You know what we were celebrating there? We'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Like he never stops pursuing us, even when we're like trying to give him the cold shoulder, you know, God, I'm not really interested right now. You know, I don't like you anymore, God. Uh, He's still pursuing us. He still goes after us. He still comes after us. But, but notice what the scripture says. It says, draw near to me and I draw near to you. God created us as free will individuals because he wanted true relationship. He wanted true relationship, and he's fine, you know, that we come to him when we have needs. It's not like he's annoyed by it, like sometimes we would be, you know. He's not annoyed by it, but, you know, I, I remember I was uh, a couple years ago, probably three or four years ago, I just got this picture of, of, of kind of where my relationship with, with God had gotten, where I would really just come to him really hard and diligent when I needed something, and God just kind of pulled back the veil of where I was at, and he said, you know, you're sort of like the rich, the rich kid, who's moved off to kind of do his own thing, you know, until he runs out of money. And then he comes running back. Oh, hey, God, I just wanted to hang out for a little bit. By the way, uh, my, my pockets are getting a little thin, you know. Uh, if you could just give me some money to get through this week, you know. Anyone ever been there? And you kind of find yourself that. And, and so God was just showing me, like, hey, I love you, and, I, and I'm totally 
totally fine do, doing these things for you, but, but I want you to want me, right? I want you to, to come after me for me. You know, the Bible says he's our great reward. He's our exceeding great reward. Glory to God. And, and even, you know, in Hebrew, we see Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You know, I, I think last week when, when I was supposed to minister, but the Holy Ghost had a different plan. Uh, you know, I, I, read, I said this just a little bit. Um, in there it says, you know, uh, without faith it's impossible to please him. But you must first believe that he is and, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He wants, to be, he wants to be sought. And that's just a part of him that sometimes I think we forget that God wants to be wanted. He loves us. Amen. He, he cares for us. He gave everything for us. He bankrupt heaven so that he can move on the inside of us. And so he's gone the long mile. Amen. But he just wants us to just simply just draw near to him. Just draw near to him. And so... That's one characteristic. Uh, number, uh, number two, this is, you know, like I said, this is not an exhaustive list or anything like that. But just something I had on my heart for tonight. Uh, he is jealous for our fellowship. It says, do you think, what does it say in verse, uh, verse 5? It says, do you think the scripture says in vain? I don't think the scripture says it in vain. Amen. The spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. God's jealous? Yeah, God's jealous for your fellowship. He's jealous for, for the communion. He, amen. He, I mean, he gave everything for us. And he's jealous of that, for us to come to him and to, to fellowship and enjoy intimacy between him and, uh, him and us. Amen. He wants, he wants to share in that fellowship. Amen. He's jealous about it. And I just like that. I think, isn't it amazing that we actually have something that God wants? You know, I think Pastor Greg, in his uh, uh, messages and his series on uh, praise and worship, uh, you know, he touched on this, that, that God actually takes our praise and, and stores it, amen, in heaven, in these little, like, pots, bowls, bowls, pots, vessels, something, Something really cool, I'm sure. You know, we'll get there and be like, wow, this is where my praises were being kept? This is awesome. But, uh, but God, I mean, isn't that awesome to think that God is jealous over us? Like he wakes up in the morning hoping that we will choose him. He wakes up in, when he sees us get up and get going in the morning, he's like, oh, man, I really, hope, I really hope Kelsey decides to spend some time with me. I really, you know, of course he knows everything, so he knows what we'll choose and all that. But, but he's still jealous for that. He wants that. Man, man, I want Doug to, to recognize that I'm right here because I have something I really would like to share with him that would just refresh his whole day, that would change his perspective right now, that would totally lift him out of what he's thinking about and the things that are trying to attack his mind. I wish he would just give me some attention because I've got this for him. I love him, man. I want to share this with him. I, I, I've already got this planned out for him. I've got the answer for the. You know, God's got all that. And, and he's just looking for us to just... I mean, I, yesterday I was blowing off... Yesterday morning I was blowing off the... Um, the pool deck, amen, a super spiritual moment, you know, I was just blowing off the pool deck and, and, and getting things cleaned up, you know, for the big day, and, 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 I, and I just said, God, you know, I just thank you for this beautiful day, I thank you that your presence is here, you know, and he, and he spoke something to me that just totally revolutionized my day, just, man, just a few sentences, because I took a moment to put my attention on him doing some mundane act, you know, and he spoke something, well, I'm not going to share it just because it take us off in a different direction, but, but just shared something with me that just, whoo, made my day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? 
Hallelujah. And so, so God is jealous for our fellowship. He's jealous for, for being wanted by us. Amen. That's what he seriously loves. That's what he seriously wants. He wants our fellowship more than anything else. More than anything else, that's what he's looking for. Amen. Uh, number three, God, our Father, is unsearchable. You can't get tired of hanging out with the Father. You can't get tired of spending time with the Father. There's not going to be like a, t- a time where you hit the, uh, the edge of what, what he's able to show you, whatever. He's, he's able to uh, let you experience. God's just got more and more and more. Turn over to Psalms 145. It's just got a couple scriptures just to uh, stir us up in this, in this avenue. Psalms 145. Chapter 145, verse 1, David was singing a song of majesty and love according to uh, the title here. And it says um, in verse 1, I will extol you, my God, my king, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. Man, I tell you what, if you have that, that attitude and that's your go-to Man, you're going to start experiencing God like crazy. I will extol you, my God, my King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Amen. That means the more you search, the more you'll find. The more you search, the more you find. The more you'll, you'll see parts of him that you didn't recognize before. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like this. Um, you know, have you ever wrestled with a kid you know like when Paul comes and he wants to wrestle with me and now Ella's getting to the point where she wants to wrestle with me you know I don't I don't display all my strength and all my power on them when I'm wrestling with them right I withhold I withhold back to what they're able to handle I'm sharing my everything that you know. I'm sharing my heart with them. I'm giving them what what they what they want. I'm spending time and we're we're fellowshipping and hanging out and you know, especially boys, they just love that kind of thing. And so so we're spending quality time together, hanging out. But I'm not just releasing everything that I am on him. You know, I'm not giving him like an elbow drop off of the couch. You know, at 225 pounds on onto a you know 45 pound boy, that's not going to work, right? That would just wreck him, right? Well, God is the same way with us when we're fellowshipping with us. He withholds what, what we can't handle at the moment because he, he knows that if I just released everything that I am, you know, you remember Moses. Moses said, God, I want to see your presence. He says, he says, okay, I'll show you my presence. He's like, but I can only show you my backside, you know, and I'll put my hand over you because if you see my face, you'll die. But he, he answered Moses' prayer. He, sh- he showed him his presence. That was a bold move by Moses. You know, a man who was, who was sinful and didn't have any rights to ask for God to show himself. He said, God, I'm not leaving this place until you show me your presence. Man, what a boldness. That's the kind of hunger and boldness God's looking for. That's why he responded with that. But he showed him what Moses could handle, right? And even then, like, his face was glowing with the glory of God. And his face was glowing with all that God was. And he had to put a veil on because, because the people were like, oh, you're too, you're too glorious, you know. And they didn't want to, they didn't want to see it. And, um, but so God, you know, he, he gives us what we can handle. So you're not, you're, not, you're not tapping into all God is whenever you get a great revelation. 
when you sense his presence in a mighty way, when you see and experience a new thing, there's no reason to get prideful about what you're experiencing because we're still just tapping just a small portion of who God is. But it's also exciting to me because when I wake up in the morning, I can, I can seek him afresh and anew and know that there's something totally, it says his mercies are new every morning. There's a part of him that I don't know. Amen. There's a part of him that, that I, that I want to experience that I haven't experienced before. There's more that he has to reveal reveal of himself and who he is that I've never experienced before. So when I wake up in the morning or when I take time out to spend with him, I'm learning something new about my father that I've never known before. Just a, there's just day after day after day, new things he's showing, new things he's inviting us to experience, new things he's calling us to, to see. You know, the Bible says, David said, deep calls unto deep. Jesus, you know, is calling unto us. The father's calling unto us. He's saying, I, there's more, there's more, there's more. The Bible says, you know, over in, I think it's second Corinthians and where it talks about, um, uh, no man knows the, the mind of God except for the spirit of God. And it says, but we have received the spirit of God so that we would know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God's not keeping any of this secret from us. He's looking to reveal it. He gave his spirit to reveal himself. He gave his spirit to live on the inside of us so that we could have intimacy every single moment of the day and begin to walk with him and in in, in the in see like pastor prophesied by the spirit of God. See how close we can walk with him in sweet tenderness and in intimacy amen just one day after day walking with him him speaking to us us speaking to him right and I just you know as I as I was just meditating on some of these things well let's read this real quick Romans in chapter 11 verse 33 you can turn there if you want or you can just listen to me read it doesn't matter uh verse verse 33 through 36 it says oh the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has get first given to him and it shall not be repaid to him. For, for, for of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28 through 31, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. Amen. I just like reading the rest of it because it's good. It says, He gives power to the weak and those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Amen. So just a couple more scriptures to talk about how unsearchable he is. Um, I like this uh, quote by A.W. Tozer. I'll just read this real quick. It says, an infinite God can give all of himself to each of his children. He does not distribute himself that each may have a part. But to each one, he gives all of himself as fully as if there were no others. Woo! Do I need to read that again? Just, okay. I know sometimes when pastor reads quotes like that, I'm like, oh, I'm still trying to take all that in. An infinite God can give all of himself to each of his children. He does not distribute himself that each may have a part. But to each one, he gives all of himself as fully as if there were no others. Woo! God's not sharing time with anybody else when it comes to you. How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. But, 
But I tell you, when you come to God, his attention is fully on you, his child. Hallelujah. I tell you, it, you know, it's, it's similar as a parent. You know, when you're with, uh, you know, Tuesday afternoons, uh, I take Ella out on a, on a daddy, daddy date, you know, and just spend time with her, just investing in her and speaking, in, speaking into her and showing her what it what it's means to, to be a woman and, and be, be treated well. Amen. That's a good thing nowadays. Amen. And so, you know, it's just something that, that I started doing. Um, I heard it from somebody else, and I thought, you know, that's a good idea. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel, right? If you, you can steal good ideas. Amen. And uh, so I just, you know, I do that. And, and, you know, when I'm with her, my heart is 100% with her. And I still 100% love Paul. But I'm with her at that moment, so my, I'm 100% investing in her and that's the way God is when he's with you and he's able to do that at a way bigger scale and so because he is infinite he's there to spend time with you and he doesn't have other things on his mind he's not like well okay I've got 15 minutes here so Kelsey make it quick and uh well with her she he might do that but um I'm just kidding just picking on Kelsey um but he's there to, to pour into us everything. It's his special moment with us. Amen. And so, you know, I don't know. We talk about this at the women's retreat. You know, I'm a morning person. I love to get up in the morning. I'm actually probably not, according to Brittany, not an actual morning person because I don't like to get up and d- be busy about the day. I like to get up and spend time with the Father. She likes to get up and handle like 95 chores and then do some things, but that's not me. So I don't know if I'm a morning person or not, but I do love spending time with God in the morning. I love, that's, that's my time because the house is quiet. Hallelujah. The house is quiet. The kids are asleep or whatever, off to school. And there's just some time with just uninterrupted with me, me and God. And I don't know what, when your time is. Maybe it's in the afternoons. Maybe it's at night. God, God doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to God when you choose to, to draw close to him. He's there. He's there. And, and so, you know, um, as we're just talking about this, I just want to give a couple practical things. Um, well, let me read this. Can, can I read one more scripture? Okay. No, I haven't been up here too long. Um, over in uh, 2 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 7, we were talking about Moses. <clears throat> and um, when you're there, say, Glory. All right. It says, uh, but if the ministry of death written engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not even steadily look on the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. Verse eight says, how will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious? Just let's expand our thought pattern for a moment. Amen. How will the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious for the ministry of condemnation had glory? The ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. This is what the word says. Amen. It says for even. So let's think about what what Moses just had experienced. He just experienced God walking in front of him. So Paul's saying that's the ministry of death that was passing away. The ministry of the spirit is much more glorious. Amen. It says verse 10 for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For it for what uh, for if what is passing away was glorious what remains is much more glorious. Amen. And it says, in, uh, skip down to verse 18. It, uh, it says, but we all with unveiled faces. That's we all. Amen. That's all of us in this room. Say we all. You didn't know Paul was Southern, did you? 
Uh, we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. That's awesome. Hallelujah. And I just, uh, you know, the the word for glory there is is a uh, Greek word, doxa. I think is how you how you pronounce it. Um, not that I'm a Greek scholar or anything. I just know how to use Bible resources. You already knew that, didn't you? But um, one of the definitions uh, uh, for it is is um, God's uh, God's infinite presence. God's infinite presence, and I like that because because it, the Bible says He's taking us from glory to glory, from God's infinite presence onto God's infinite presence. You know, when we seek Him, what does He reward us with? More of Him. Amen. Yes, we get all these other cool things that go along with it that, that the Gentiles seek. We don't even have to seek those. We don't have to waste our time going after those things. We just seek him, and he rewards us with more of himself from glory to glory until we're transformed, looking more and more like him. And, and isn't that what, what, I, what I said before? Just be consumed with me, and you'll be consumed with me. Quit trying to look like me by trying to look like me and just be consumed with me and you'll be consumed with me. Amen. You know, somebody who's been possessed by a demon or something, they don't have to try to do what the, what the demon says. They just are possessed, right? Well, I don't know about you, but if, if, a, if a demon can possess a man where he just is doing exactly what a demon do, wants to do, how much more can we offer ourselves as living sacrifices and be man, men and women possessed by the presence of God and possessed by the Spirit of God where we're just yielded to him and we do kind of like what Paul said uh, uh, that Pastor brought up this morning, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. What intimacy and what, 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 what fellowship would that be where we just totally give give ourselves to him amen and become fully possessed by his spirit and by his presence amen not you know not in a weird way but you know what I'm saying you I'm making a comparison there you know he doesn't want to control control our will in that in that kind of way he's gentle he's sweet he's wonderful amen but us yielding ourselves to such a degree that man it's not even a struggle to 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 flow with him it's not even a struggle to fellowship with him it's not even a struggle to make that choice anymore we're still making the choice but it's no longer a struggle to make the choice. You know what I'm saying? Because it, the choice will always be there because we're free will. Amen. We're free will agents. But God's taken us, taken us to higher places. So I just want to um, go through real quick um, a couple things, um, uh, pra- practical ways of experience, experiencing more intimacy with the Lord. These are going to be groundbreaking, I, I tell you. I'm going to say that with sarcasm. Read the word. Oh, that sounds silly, but how many days do we skip where we don't read the word? Nobody said amen to that. Okay. But no, seriously, I'm not trying to bring any condemnation or anything. You know, everybody, you know, I know everybody's heart is hungry because they're here tonight. Amen. So, so I'm just giving some things. But, but here's another A.W. quote that I like um, about reading the word. I've changed my, the way I read the word. I don't just read the word for information's sake or, or even to find out good nuggets about Christianity. You know what I mean? I don't read the word like that anymore. And, and this, I, I, I love this quote by A.W., um, it's out of the book, The Pursuit of God, which is a really, really good book. It says, um, for it is not mere words that nourish the soul, but God himself. And unless and until the hearers find God in personal experience, they're no better for having heard the truth. The Bible is not an end in itself, 
but a means to bring men into an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God, that they may enter into him, that they may delight in his presence, that they may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and center of their hearts. Man, that describes it to a T. Read the word, but go to the word like you're experiencing God. Amen. He's the author and his spirit is there resting on the word itself and alive in you. Amen. When we open up the word of God, read the word as a fellowship with the father. Father, I'm coming, I'm coming to you this morning. I'm coming to you tonight. I'm coming to you whenever. And say, you know what? I'm coming to you and your word is life to me. And I want you to just speak to me about what you want to say today. Right? And, and when you approach things that way, it's not just a reading the Bible so that you can have good Christian information or good godly things to quote or to say or to, or to even understand. That, that's, God is looking to impart himself into you whenever you're reading the word. He's looking to fellowship with you around the word. He's looking to, to enlighten you of himself. The word is supposed to be a roadmap, glory to God, to a deeper place in the Father. Amen. It's not just a book of of information about God. It's not a letter he wrote, you know, back in the day and says, hey, here's a letter I wrote to you. Enjoy reading that. No, it's something that he is speaking today. Amen. It's something he is declaring today. It's a fellowship that he wants to have with you an intimacy. Amen. Um, Another thing, pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, man, these are groundbreaking, aren't they? But I like what the Bible says about praying in the Holy Ghost. It says that you're sharing intimacies between between you and him I think the message Bible says that you're sharing intimacies between you and him so when when you're praying in the Holy Ghost don't just we've all experienced dry tongues before right that's a little phrase that it's been coined around here dry tongues where you're just going after it but it's not fun don't look over there so holy and I've never experienced dry tongues I always have the flow come on you know what I'm saying Wave at me if you've ever experienced dry tongues. Come on. There we go. It's about most of the crowd. Some of y'all are still acting too holy. Um, But when you approach praying in tongues, man, come to it with some expectation. Come to him with some expectation. You're able to pray in a heavenly language that is about to enlighten you, that is about to refresh you, that is about to, to charge you. You're speaking intimacies with him and his spirit, glory to God, that no man may understand. But glory to God, between you and God, you're sharing intimacies. And I tell you what, he's not, he's not just trying to get you to, to, to pray in tongues for a spiritual exercise. He's looking for fellowship and intimacy. Even when you're praying about some something or or an assignment. I, I have noticed that when I'm praying for an assignment, just spending time, you know what, Lord, whatever you have on your heart, I'm going to get on my knees and, and pray out some things for, for, for the body, for, for this day, for revival, for whatever. I'm going to spend some time praying in tongues for this. You know, he still reveals who he is in that prayer time. I leave that prayer time understanding a part of him that I did not know before. And I just tell you, I'm telling you, like actually take some time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Like I said, I know this is groundbreaking, but I know I know how it is because I've been there. Sometimes we, we it's like, well, I've tried that and it's not really that exciting. Right. I've been there. Trust me. And, and so you don't really do it that much because it's never been that exciting. Try doing it with a with a fresh perspective, like go after it with with a fresh thought process. And 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 what the word actually says, praying in tongues is and get down on your knees and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to dig into this thing for about 
15 minutes. That's, that's what I'm going to do, 15 minutes. But I'm going to go after you in this 15 minutes. And I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm not going to think about the grocery list. I'm not gonna, and if, if the grocery list start, tries to pop in my mind, I'm going to put that away and put my attention on you. And go after him for 15 or 20 minutes. And just set some time aside to actually do these things. Because we all know these things, but knowing them and doing them re, uh, results in either great intimacy or just a, a form of godliness with no power. That's the difference between knowing and doing. These things work. Well, it doesn't work for me. I guarantee you, you do it with a fresh heart and a fresh perspective, it will work. Talk to him all day. Talk to the Father. He's there. Talk to him. Don't ignore him all day until your quiet time. Well, I, got, I need to get my quiet time. Yeah, do. Please get your quiet time. But talk to him all day. And check your heart for a response from him. We do, Pastor Greg does this with the youth, and, it, and it's, just, it's just amazing. We did this at the women's retreat. Just sit there quiet, and you can do this. We're not going to do it tonight because I'm going to try to shut up here in a minute. But um, you can get, a, get home tonight, get away. Well, I don't really know how to listen to the voice of God. This works without fail. Get quiet, alone by yourself, and just quiet your mind and say, God, do you love me? And then listen for the response down on the inside. The Bible says his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So where it's not a voice out here that says, I love you. You're my child. That's not, that's not how God, he's intimate. You know, when you and your wife are having an intimate conversation, is she hollering? Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not, because that's not called intimacy. That's called anger. And uh, but but, you know, God's intimate, man. He's he loves us. He speaks to us in the most intimate part of our being in the in the in the in our hearts. Amen. And so that's where he speaks. And so, Father, do you love me? And I guarantee I mean, even as I'm asking this, he's just saying, I love you. Uh, you can't even you can't ask that question where the father doesn't respond. Well, how do I know that's 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 uh, that's not just me thinking that. Well, number one, it doesn't it, it starts here and comes up to your mind. It doesn't start in your mind. So you can recognize that. This is just some good practical stuff tonight. Just, I just had this on my heart. To, you know, I don't want the ladies knowing all the secrets, right? So, so you ask that, well, how do I know? No, it's not just me. I, I love this. Pastor Greg uh, got this from the Holy Ghost. And, um, and, and he says, he says so, well, think, no, you don't love me. So ask that question and think, no, you don't love me. No, you don't love me. And see what the response is. It's, oh, yes, I do. Or some variation of that. Because the Father loves us. And that's the same place when you're talking to him throughout the day. He'll actually speak and, and say things and give you a direction and give you light and just, and just love on you and, 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 you know, all kinds of things. I mean, read through the Psalms and see the, the communication between David and God. Sometimes David's saying, I'm singing sing to you. Sometimes David's saying, you're singing over me. Well, was, is, was he just being fanciful or is that reality? No, God will sing over you sometimes. He'll sing love songs to you. There's all kinds of things that God wants to sing and speak and declare to you. He is a, li a live God and he didn't move on the inside of us so that he could be a silent partner in life. That is a lie from the enemy that has crept in the church to confuse people and to make it hard to hear and hard to experience him because what the reality is the enemy knows that if, he, if there's a people of God that begin to experience and know him with an intimate heart that they'll actually begin to look like him and then they'll take the world by storm so he's he's crept in with these lies so talk to him listen for a response give thanks 
And I'm not saying thank God for your new car. And that's fine, but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, that's good, and, and we want to do that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about give thanks in your day. Oh, man, Father, thank you for this beautiful weather. Thank God for, for my beautiful wife, for my awesome husband. Thank, Father, I just thank you that, that for this meal. You know, that, this started, thank, giving thanks for a meal started out of a pure heart. A lot of times we just do it out of religion, you know, and so we, oh, Father, we thank you for this meal today. No, but it started out of pure-hearted people just thanking God for the meal that was in front of them. I tell you what, Thanksgiving, Father, thank you for my job as I'm, as I'm driving. Father, thank you for, for, for my paycheck. You know, when I, go, I thank God when I go turn my paycheck into the bank. Father, I thank you for this paycheck. I thank you. You always are providing for me. I appreciate that. And, and then sometimes he has things to say back. Sometimes it's your welcome. Sometimes it's, hey, I've got this idea for you. Or, hey, you know, why don't you do, you know, God, the Thanksgiving just opens your heart wide open for fellowship. But be real, really thankful. You know, I thank God, and this may seem extreme, but you know what? I'm tired of not being extreme. When I, you, ever, you ever drop something and you catch it with the other hand? You know what I mean? Like you drop your, your drink or your, or your keys or something and you drop it and you catch it with it. I thank God for that. Thank you, Father, that it just didn't spill everywhere. I appreciate that. You gave me some skills and I appreciate that. And God says, quit being cocky, you know. Uh, God will speak your language. Amen. Aren't you glad? Give thanks for everything. This is, this is one that, that the Lord spoke to me. We've got just a couple more here and, and then we'll get out of here. It says, uh, he said, don't substitute listening to teaching for fellowship with me. We're word people and we love some teaching. Amen. We love listening to some teaching tapes, love listening to the iPod, you know, the, the, the podcast and, and, and all that. And so that's awesome and we should do that. Listen to Pastor Greg's message from this morning. But don't substitute because sometimes we can give ourselves like a little check mark that we did something spiritual today because we've turned on a teaching you know cd or teach but and that's good we should do that but don't substitute that for fellowship with him is that just good practical advice i don't know if that hits home with anybody but it's hit home with me amen uh and then uh sing songs psalm do you know that psalms are not just meant for, uh, for singers and praise and worship leaders? Psalms are something that the Bible instructs us to do. And so everybody is open for that. And uh, Dad Hagen used to say that, um, that psalms got him in the spirit quicker than anything else. Well, that doesn't, that's not necessarily true with me, but I do psalm because the word, the word says to, and God will begin to give you things. Anything you can do to put your attention on God, anything you can do to sow to the spirit, you're just going to start reaping life from it. So song, sing psalms, uh, spiritual songs. I can't sing. Who cares? God doesn't care. He loves you. Amen. You know, I don't know if, if, if Ella can sing because it's not necessarily beautiful in terms of what she's singing, but she sings all the time, and I'm just, I like listening to it. It's not always on pitch. It's not always on key. It's not like, oh, that's a future American Idol right there. But I love listening to her sing. Amen. So uh, God's the same way with you. Uh, this is something that's just something I've started recently, and I really like it, and so I'm just passing it along. Uh, get a prayer journal. What does that mean? That sounds weird. Well, I'm just talking about get a piece, a group of pieces of paper and write things down that God speaks to you and shows you. Actually, Joby, you've been doing that for how long? You keep everything God speaks. Joby is a pack rat, and so he keeps everything 
that God that God speaks to him. And and he'll he'll when we're taught fellowshipping around the things of God, he'll bring up things that that God spoke to him like eight and ten years ago. And and recently that got me jealous. Because I don't remember anything that God said at 8 or 10. That's not true. You know, there's those things that God speaks to you that you never forget. But there's just sometimes things that people have, been, have prophesied over you or, or things God spoke in a service or things he revealed in a, time, in a time of quiet. And so I've been, this year, just been writing these things down. And I tell you what, writing them down alone helps you remember them. And so when God speaks something to get a prayer journal. The other thing that's kind of cool about that is when you have a prayer journal, it means you're expecting, come on, you're expecting to hear something from God when you go to him in prayer. So just, it, it's kind of, uh, we're faith people, right? So we go to God with, with expecting you have something. I'm going to write something down. God's going to speak something to me. Amen. And so that's just another little practical thing that, that, that might be a blessing to you. This, like I said, these things are totally groundbreaking, aren't they? No, they're not. Okay, so good. Uh, so that's it. Just uh, that, what was that? Seven, seven groundbreaking things that will change your, your intimacy with God. But I just believe when pastor by the spirit of God speaks something out like that, I don't like to just say, oh, thank God for, for that word. Amen. Praise God for that word. All right, let's go on to the, to the week. I, I like to take those things and say, God, what, what do I need to do with this? Right. I want to be a good steward of the things that he's speaking into our lives. Uh, you know, the Bible talks all about being a good steward. So so when 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 the spirit of God moves on our pastor to speak something like that. Amen. Then then I want to be a good steward of the things that God's speaking. Amen. I want to be a good steward of the words that he's given. Because, why? Because I want more of that from God. Right. I want more of, of, of him moving in our services and speaking and declaring things. So, you know what? If you're faithful, faithful over little, he may, he'll make you abound over much. He'll make you ruler over much. So when when God speaks something, I want to be faithful over that and be a good steward of the of the gifts of the spirit that are in operation. But why? Because I want him to know I want more of that. Amen. It's not just about praying about those things. It's about being a good steward of the things that God is doing and honoring him, not just with lip service. Because as Americans, we're good at that. Amen. Uh, not just honoring with lip service, but honoring with our actions, the actions of our life, you know. And so, praise God. I hope that helps somebody tonight. Uh, I didn't really go that short, but, you know, been hanging out with Pastor, Pastor Greg too much. Father, we love you tonight. We're so grateful. Hallelujah for your presence. We're so grateful for your word. Father, you're, you're so good. And Father, I just thank you that this week as we go out, Father, the things that have been spoken this morning, the things that have been spoke, spoken tonight, Father God, uh, help us to take these things and begin to uh, apply them in our lives, Father God, so that we're not just hearers of the word, that we're not just hearers of the things that you're speaking, but Father God, we take these things as invitations, glory to God, and, and we accept the invitation tonight, Father, to, to, to grow more intimate with you, Father, to experience you on a greater level. Father, when we're praying, when we're, when we're speaking, when we're taking time to pray in the spirit, when we're reading the word of God, Father, that our hearts would be wide open to you, Father God. And that your voice would be clear to us. Father, the word says that we're your sheep. We hear your voice. And we don't follow the voice of the stranger. And so, Father, we trust you. We look to you. We put our attention on you, Father God. And we just thank you. Even, even this week, Father, there'll be, there'll be new territory that's, that's gained. There'll be new ground that's taken. Father God, that we'll 
will not be distracted by the things of this world, by the things, the good things even that are in our lives. Father, those good things won't become idols, but Father God, we'll go wholeheartedly after you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.